Welcome to the Weekly Reboot, your Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Hi Alex, how are you going? Hi Tony. And today we have a great bunch of things to talk about. Firstly, I want to talk about Erin McManus, who's an Agile coach at Spotify. She's acting as an engineering lead at the moment. She talked about what it's like working at Spotify and you'll be able to hear that interview at 5pm when our bonus episode drops. Cool. Hi, Erin. Hi, Erin. I'm sure you'll be listening. Yeah, she will. In that interview with Erin, we talked about culture, plus some inspiration I had got from the Melbourne Agile Scrum user group community meetup caused us to write the culture blog, which you can find um, in our blogs, which I'll also link to in the show notes. Mm, at rebootco.com.au. That's the one. What have you got? Me. Um, I've been up to my neck in PowerPoint packs and I hate them. And I've, I've learned how much I hate them um, because I've been doing more of them. Um, but it made me think just what a poor form of communication PowerPoint packs are. You know, much better to do face-to-face at a whiteboard to co-design or co-communicate because it's they're very one-directional and um, there's no collaboration, no Q&A, no understanding. And they, um, they lead to a lot of miscommunication or misunderstanding from the consumer as well and uh, generally bad they take a lot of effort to create and it's not aligned to the value that they deliver so um, I think we we have to get a lot closer to uh, to never doing one again yes agree Tony mm. they also I think offer false polish yes. because they look so perfect you're tempted to wordsmith them to death mm. whereas if it's something scrawled on a whiteboard yeah no one's ever gonna say hey you spelled that word wrong so that's another source of how waste can creep into the process. Yep, focusing on the wrong things. Mm. Yes, so no more PowerPoint packs. Good. Hashtag. Let's do a Shazam. Shazam. on that. Well, that kind of leads in nicely to I wanted to talk about hack events. I went last week two companies that I used to work with and one work for and one used to work for had their hack events coincidentally in the same days. REA Group had one, they do one every quarter, and I attended their marketplace. Their theme was Muda. What's Muda, Tony? Waste. Yes, it's a Japanese word for waste. Sorry, um, word for waste. Yeah. It's not waste itself. <laughs> uh, well, interesting you should say that, because some people feel hack days are a source of waste themselves. Mm. This was a little bit contentious when I was at REA. Some engineers felt that you know anything that you created should be put in the bin because it was always hacked together um, and should never necessarily be productionized but my reflection on how REA do it they've done so many they must be into their 30s now for how many times mm. they've done them every time I went to a stall to find out what the team had built they had a really great way of pitching so they all started off with the customer problem we are solving is mm. this um, they had a great way of articulating the benefits of what they were doing apart from maybe a couple of just edge cases, some more of the wacky ones. Really great way of articulating the benefit it was bringing, and I thought that is a really good case for doing them. It teaches teams that might not necessarily have that mindset of thinking about the end customer so much to keep the end customer in mind. Yeah. Um, Yes, that in itself is awesome. You get away from the feature factory and into solving problems instead, focusing on problems. Yeah, so that was a really good thing to see. Australia Post was the other company who did a hack event. Yes. And there's good work, Naz. themed on simplicity, which is kind of close as well. Yes, right. Simplifying. Yes. So that was interesting that they were at the same time in similar themes. Mm. 
I also wanted to talk a bit about internal learning in organisations and two companies I know about have hosted internal conferences for learning. REA Group had like a two-day tech conference that was Mm -hmm. internal. I knew that because I saw it in their Twitter feeds more than anything. And there might be actually, there might be a link to a blog that I'll find for that. Um, But that certainly looked very vibrant. And also there's a podcast episode which I'll link to where a guy called Jeff Foster talks about how Redgate created a space for people to learn with 10% open space and, and conferences. Yeah, so I wondered if this is becoming a bit of a workplace trend. I noticed ANZ also had an unconference in the last couple of days, according to my LinkedIn feed. Um, and I also know that Combank have had in the past an internal Agile conference as well, where they actually got external speakers to come and talk because mm. of the sheer size of their Agile transformation and yeah. the number of teams they had. And the challenge of, uh, of introducing Agile to giant companies like that. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, where, mm. you know, if you can't get all of your people to the conferences, and these tech conferences are often, you know, one or 2,000 bucks per seat, that really mm. blows away a whole person's training budget for the year. So it's kind of like, is it Mountain to Muhammad? Yes, yes. By creating yeah. the conference in, in internally. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Last week, we hosted a breakfast with the theme of transforming the role of leaders or the transforming role of leaders in organisations as they become more more agile and lean. And one of our our guys, James Holmes, um, did the red bead experiment for the audience. And it was was good. He didn't go anywhere near hard enough, didn't make anyone cry, which saddened me a little bit. But the, we want to invite our clients I to guess, breakfast and make them cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, it did. It did make me think again about how overly constrained and unempowered, helpless, disengaged, poor people are quite often in workplaces. And yeah, it's a great, a great experiment to to demonstrate that and to get people actually thinking about that. One of the main things that I really loved about it was when the supervisors um, in the experiment actually said. Uh, I didn't even bother checking because the other person was checking um, the numbers, like the counts and things, and, and actually there was no real purpose of us even even existing. So it's kind of, they felt really disempowered as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought that was interesting because the, the you know, typically when I think of the Red Bead experiment, I think of the poor workers yes. and not the poor managers supervising them as well. But um, yes, it's obviously... Mm. You know, uh, overly constrained environments like that are um, disempowering everywhere. You're right. And James is pretty good at running that experiment and is looking for other opportunities to run it. He likes to yes. try and make people's brains explode by running it for them. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. So this next one is a podcast. And it's not really a it's not really agile lean re- related specifically. But it's by Nigel. Nigel also spoke at that breakfast, Nigel Dalton, so I wanted to mention it. Thanks, Nigel. It's a podcast called AI Australia, or all about artificial intelligence, and there's two episodes of it. Um, he's got guests on it. What I like about it is hearing Nigel in interviewer mode, because mm. I've heard him so much in speaker mode. Presenter, he's, a, yep. he's an awesome storyteller, great speaker. But it's good to hear him asking the questions. Yeah, and yeah, interviews some interesting people and talks about some interesting moral dilemmas to do with AI and how it's changing mm-hmm. us. I've got an Agile in real life example. Oh. So this is a little bit of whimsy. You can actually use Agile outside the office? Yes, it works. Oh my God. This is a picture of Javier and his adorable daughter. 
this is so cool, but wait, we haven't argued for hours on the definition of done and if half points is a thing. We definitely need a retro before the next iteration. Good night for now. So it's a visual <laughs> display of a whole bunch of different tasks um, displayed as, as cards. Thanks for joining us. No worries. So I'm uh, Javier Turegano. I run platform architecture at the REA Group. And I saw your tweet and I really liked it. <laughs> Thank you. And I would just love to hear you describe what it was. Yeah, so one day I came back home and uh, I saw my, my wife and my daughter. We have a three, three-year-old daughter and uh, they're playing with this, this whiteboard where they have some cars around and like, oh, I'm interested. What, what is this? And then uh, they have the, their um, evening routine before going to bed, all planned in the whiteboard and have these cars that you can move when you finish your tasks and like, wow, you guys have an whiteboard going on here. <laughs> And uh, yeah, apparently my, my wife saw that um, in uh, Victoria Schiffer's tweet uh, a while ago and said, we need one. So we've been playing with that. That's awesome. Oh, that'll be so cool that it came from Victoria um, as well. So I can yeah. contribute her too. Uh, that's great. And, do, and how long have you been doing it for? It's been two weeks now. Um, so it was all new. It's, it's like any process. It was all new and uh, exciting at the beginning, and now we are like, oh, how can we, how can we improve this? So yeah. I think they have to run a retro with, <laughs> with the three of us. Yeah. So she still enjoys it, or is it is the polish wearing off? Uh, so we, we <laughs> funny enough, we discussed this morning, my, my wife and myself, and uh, she saying now it feels now that the process is an overhead. Because we have to go back to the board and move the cards, and it's time to get rid of the <laughs> the board. So, but has the behaviour changed? Um, we haven't changed much. I think what we would like to, to see is um, her going to the to the routine faster. Yeah. So we're discussing how we can how we can make that, that happen, and maybe part of that is getting rid of the process. So <laughs> we will Very see. Good, yeah. <laughs> but she moves it herself. Yeah, so we, we say, hey, what's next? And then she goes back to the board and says, oh, I have to pick up my clothes. And uh, then she goes and, and that's that. And some of them she needs some help, so brushing her teeth. And so we, we just go with her. And sometimes she's like, oh, uh, likes to bring them back. And we're like, no, no, these, these are done. You cannot bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. Oh, you're going to have a, a very well-trained worker there. Yeah, <laughs> the expensive one. <laughs> expensive contractor at home. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Javier. Bye-bye. What age is a team member? And she and Javier responded, three years of experience, definitely a senior now, <laughs> which I thought was really great. So a nice little example of Agile in real life. See, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. Even three-year-olds can do it. So I'll post a picture of that one up on the, the notes with this podcast because he gave me permission to do that so awesome cool i also went to the agile oz community gathering on tuesday night as you know agile australia conference is run by slattery and the topic on tuesday evening was all about the submission process and the submission system so how you get your talks submitted um, for inclusion in the conference which is usually in june so it'll be june 2019 so that whole process is kicking off again and you'll hear more in the coming weeks about how to submit to agile australia they really do take a lot of input from the community and try and make it as collaborative and fair as possible and if anyone has any questions about that then they can get in touch with slattery but they can also get in touch with me i'm going to be a stream lead for one of the streams this year so more coming on that in the coming weeks 
So apart from that, um, look out for the interview with Erin in about an hour when it drops. And then the week after that, I'll be publishing the interview I did with Renee from BCG, where we talked about big consultancies again. Cool. I won't talk too much about the takeouts from that. I'll let you wait. I'm waiting. <laughs> Still waiting. At this point, a dog Still normally waiting. barks. <laughs> yes, no dogs this week. We're, we're sitting in a tiny office. It's about two metres by two metres. It's a lovely green colour on the walls. Yes. Any little last messages to leave teams with this week, Tony? Visualise everything. That's a good That's one. That's it, short and sweet. Cool. To subscribe to the weekly reboot, hit subscribe in your podcast platform or get it delivered to your inbox weekly by dropping us a line at rebootme at rebootco.com.au and we'll look forward to hearing from you there. And from all of us, we hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend.